0: Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. My name is Danielle Ellenus, and I'm here to share with you an insight of the day. I'd like to talk to you today about um, 1 Samuel 25, and it is a story about one of my favorite people in the Bible. Actually, two of my favorite people um, Abigail and David. This is one of my favorite um, accounts. In the Bible, and I ask you to bear with me as I read through it. We're gonna, I'm gonna read through it, and I'll pause along the way to just talk about this incredible story of redemption. So we start in 1 Samuel 25, and um, actually, basically, David had just come out of um, running away from Saul. He had encountered him in the caves and he had a chance to basically take him out had he chosen to because uh, Saul was unaware that David was close by and David could have killed him Um, really to protect himself if he he had wanted to. But David did not want to. He knew that he was not supposed to do that. And therefore, um, he was able to let Saul know, hey, I was here and I had a chance to hurt you, but I chose not to. Um, And so this had happened and David um, also had just gone through dealing and and mourning the death of Samuel as well. And so it says that David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now he's he's still in hiding and he's with his men and it says that There was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife was Abigail, and she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. I just want to say something about this. Um, It says that Abigail was a woman who was beautiful and she had good understanding. And we know that Abigail, um, a woman of good understanding, it, it, to have that description in the word of God, Proverbs 3 says that um, Yahweh founded the earth by wisdom and established the heavens by understanding. And so I believe that Abigail was, was described as a woman of good understanding because she was a woman who established the heavens through her understanding of who she was and who her household is and who Yahweh is. And you'll find this out as you listen to to the story and we continue on. So it says that she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful in appearance, but the man, Nabal, was harsh and evil in his doings He was of the house of Caleb. When David heard uh, heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent ten young men. And David said to the young men, go up to Carmel, go to Nabal and greet him in my name. And thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, peace be to you, peace to your house and peace to all that you have. Now I have heard you have shearers. Your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them, nor was there anything missing from them all the while they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes. For we come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and to your son David." So when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all these words in the name of David and waited. Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, who is David and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away each from his master. So Nabal actually will find out, it knew exactly who David was. And we know that because his wife, Abigail, knew exactly who David was, and she um, makes that very evident. And Nabal is being uh, unkind, and really, um, there's a injustice operating through him. As David had actually, with his men, been in the presence of Nabal's servants in the wilderness, and knew that these servants were rich and uh, or actually represented a man and worked for a man who was rich. And they could, David and his men could have harmed Nabal's men, but they chose not to. And they're asking for food. They're basically asking for anything that Nabal would be willing to give them on this feast day. And Nabal uh, simply says, there are many servants nowadays who break away each from his master. And so um, he says, I'm not giving you anything. I I will not give you anything. And so when David's men went back to him um, and told him this, David became very angry. And he said that, um, every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David and 200 stayed with the supplies. Now, one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife saying, look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master and he reviled them. And basically told Abigail that David's on, his way, because those men were very good to us and we weren't hurt, nor did they steal anything from us while we accompanied them. When we were in the fields, they were protection to us. So this servant of Abigail's and Nabal's is saying, these men were really good to us. They protected us. And our master, your husband, reviled them when they came and asked for something to eat and and uh, provisions. So he says to Abigail, he says, now therefore know and consider what you will do for harm is determined against our master and against all his household. For he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. And so he's speaking to Abigail and he says, know and consider what you will do. Now Abigail could have absolutely freaked out at that time, knowing that David and his men were coming after her family. She could have reacted and went to Nabal and said, why did you do this? I can't believe you. She could have basically operated from a place of fear and not know, not sat with understanding and considered how she was going to respond um, but she did. She actually, because I believe that she established the heavens in her environment through understanding, she was able to know and consider what to do. And it says, Abigail made haste. And she took loaves of bread and skins of wine and sheep and all kinds of um all kinds of riches, actually. She gathered up whatever she could gather up to bring to David, to offer to him. And she said to her servants, go on before me, see, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. So she didn't even go to her husband Nabal. She didn't She didn't get upset and go off and yell at him and, and blame him. But she knew that she had a responsibility that she, she had an authority, uh, to take care of this situation. She knew that her husband operated, um, out of a wrong place and a wrong spirit. And so she, um, went ahead and she went and took care of business without causing trouble with her husband, which I believe was, a wisdom on her part. Um, And so it was as she rode on the donkey that there were David and his men coming down toward her and she met them. Now, during this time, you have to understand that wasn't a cultural um, norm for a woman to approach a man. However, Abigail knew who she was, she knew her heart, she knew the authority that she had, and she stepped into that. Um, And so it says that David said, surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness so that nothing was Mist of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. And then he says, "May God do so and more also to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light." And so he curses uh, Nabal's family, and and that is also a, uh, Abigail's family. So it says, now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. And she fell at his feet and said, "'On me, my Lord, on me let this iniquity be, "'and please let your maidservant speak in your ears "'and hear the words of your maidservant. "'Please let not my Lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, "'for as his name is, so is he. "'Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. "'But I, your maidservant, did not see "'the young man of my Lord whom you sent.'" Now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now then let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now this present which your maidservant has brought to my lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my lord an enduring house, because my lord fights the battles of the Lord, and evil is now found in is not found in you throughout your days. And so, what I want to talk about. That I'm only sharing half of the story. The next time um, that I do a wisdom's echo, I'm going to share the other part of this. But it is so incredible to me that she actually falls at his feet. And she stands in proxy in place of her husband and says, "Let this sin actually be on me, not on my husband." So she takes responsibility for her household. and she um, she actually asks for permission to speak truth into uh, David. and she she actually, Appeals to him to to not regard, not go after Nabel, not waste his time on Nabel and 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 his sin that that he should not have bloodshed on his hands due to Nabel's iniquity and injustice, and so she actually. St- just stands in in the place of her husband. She takes responsibility for the sin of her household, and she actually uh, brings justice to David to make sure that he does not sin against the Lord and bring this bloodshed and this sin uh, upon himself. And so she says, please forgive the trespass of your maidservant for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord and evil is now found in you throughout your days. And so. It's incredible because she speaks truth to David. She she actually does the opposite of what her husband did, which is which was who is this man? There are many servants who are running from their masters. He totally discounts David, but she actually does the opposite and and speaks truth and brings redemption to David. And and so this is as a result of her being able to engage with the authority that she has and the understanding that she has established um through her just establishing the heavens through her understanding of who she is of who her husband is and that her husband's choices and her husband's um just uh, her husband's ugliness, if I could say, um, have zero authority and will not bring calamity to her household. And through that understanding, she's able to step in to who she's called to be as a daughter of God, to step into that authority and speak truth into the situation, to bring redemption to David and to her household, and her household actually gets saved. So we're not going to go into the second part of this just yet, um, but I just want you to see how her response from understanding and not engaging in fear and not engaging in the chaos of Having to be right before her husband and and tell him that he's wrong and why would he do such a thing, she didn't even she didn't even deal with him she knew it it just wasn't worth her time. She chose to step into who she is as a daughter, step into her authority and to call out the situation for it is for what it was to bring redemption and justice to not only David, but to her household. And so I look forward to sharing the next time the remainder of this story of Abigail and David. Bless you.